there's a generation out there where people want authenticity, right? Like that's what's attractive to them. Like we can all go to Coca-Cola, get a Coke and like move on with our day and never think about it. But if we can, you know, buy a water that's giving back to build wells in Africa or whatever it looks like, we'll spend the 25 cents more to do it. But alongside of that is also kind of this, this juxtapose of that if your product that you're making gets to the store that it's selling at in America and the tag falls off during shipping, will your product still sell as is? Is your product high quality enough? And I think sometimes, um, at least back in the day, right? Like social entrepreneurship, social business, it's still kind of a new thing, but we kind of had these pity purchases back in the day because we were all just so desperate to get going. And, you know, now we're learning how to do it more ethically. So one, how do you tell a story? How do you tell it well? But two, also is your product good enough to be able to sell without the story? Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Social Enterprise Alliance podcast. Uh, my name is David Gaines, and I'm here with Lauren and Callie. Uh, and it's perfect timing because we have a marketing and branding training series that Callie is leading us in a couple weeks. Uh, so Callie, just real quick, is an experienced professional and entrepreneur with a strong history of international relations and social business. She specializes in community development and economic empowerment utilizing over 15 years of branding and marketing experience and over a decade of international work. She is passionate about using her firsthand experience to educate those in the field so that they can be equipped with knowledge and skills to grow their business and ultimately grow their impact. So Callie, again, just with the timing and everything, we're really excited to have you here today as well as uh, the upcoming training series in a couple of weeks. So welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. So let's begin and dive in. So I just shared your bio with everybody, but let's go more into the detail of your story. How did you get involved with the social impact space, especially around marketing and branding work? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. I actually interviewed David on my podcast, The Point, um, a few yeah. months ago. <laughs> so it's fun to be to kind of have the tables turned a little bit. Um, so I actually grew up in Minnesota. And the reason I start with that is because I think um, sometimes as listeners, or at least for myself, if I'm like watching a documentary or listening to a podcast, I have this idea of um, who somebody is at the present moment and almost make assumptions about their past. And so I grew up in a really small town in Minnesota where everybody knew everybody. And you literally had to like ask people's last names before you started dating to like make sure you weren't related. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it was like predominantly like white German, um, like goulash, meat and potatoes, farmlands, like, and I, and now I love it. At the time though, I was like just craving um, culture, you know, and wanting to see what else was out there in the world. And so um, I moved to California when I was 21. Um, I got a degree in graphic design, started working in corporate America um, and like was just going crazy inside my cubicle. Like every day I was like, I know I'm made for more. I know that there's like a whole world out there and I want to do something about it. Um, 
And so in 2010, um, I took a trip to Africa, spent a few weeks there um, doing mission work, a lot of things like now, knowing the things I know now, I probably wouldn't agree with, but that's, you know, how I started on this, on this path. And I think even at the time, you know, we didn't necessarily know that those things existed yet. Um, some of the things that we'll talk about today, economic empowerment, etc. Um, so went to Africa, came back, um, and about a few months after that, my brother actually passed away in this really like freak accident at work. And he was my only sibling. So through that, it was really the catalyst for change in my life where I began to say, like, okay, if I'm going to do something, like, I want to do it now. Like, I don't want to, like, waste this life that I've been given. And so I began interviewing with different organizations. Um, and an organization said, hey, we're going to Haiti uh, next month. And, you know, again, <laughs> knowing my background, as I just described it, I was like, great, that's in Africa, I'll be there. Um, and so just, like, very naive to kind of the rest of the world. Um, and Haiti is not in Africa, by the way, it is in the Caribbean. It's only about an hour and a half from Florida where I am now. Um, so went there, um, the big earthquake that everybody knows about was in 2010 as well. I went there in 2011 and then ended up moving there full time in, um, 2012 and then spent about a decade, um, living and working in Haiti, um, and really got turned on to social business after really just about six months in Haiti, started learning the language, started learning the culture, and beginning to say, like, maybe the way we've been doing things is really not the best way. There's got to be a better way. Um, and began to explore that new path. That's so awesome. And then um, what was kind of your, your journey in the social impact space? Like, were you doing social enterprise work in Haiti? And then how did that transfer to the marketing and branding work that you do now? Absolutely. So um, I for my first six months, I was in Church to Church Partnership. Um, and then, as I mentioned, like just got turned on to this idea. There was a um, woman, um, Shelly Jean. She was in Port-au-Prince, and she was one of the only people at the time um, really pursuing this idea of social entrepreneurship. So um, like many people, she had moved there to do an adoption um, and began to say, like, wait a second, these kids are who are living in orphanages are not orphans. <laughs> like they have parents. What's going on? And began to bridge that gap to say, like, if these parents can have jobs, they can keep their kids. And if they can keep their kids, like we're now like breaking generations of like generational poverty and, um, you know, reactive attachment disorder and gang violence and like just simply having a job, like what that can do. And so I began working with her um, as a designer um, and went back to school for community advocacy and social policy through the school of social work. Um, as I began, like just, you know, because you, I was living there like day in, day out, no water, no electricity most days. Like it was it. And it's hard. It's hard when you're living and working in a very vulnerable environment. And so for me in my healing process as well, through some of the things I experienced, I was like, I want to gain theory. I want to gain knowledge of why this is happening. But um, this was you know, one of the most incredible experiences after the earthquake, um, Haiti was getting a lot of money put into it. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that there's many articles, if you know anything about Haiti, about what went wrong during that time. Um, but uh, the organization we were with, we were able to get connected to some like really heavy hitters, um, including like Vogue, the Clayton Foundation. We work with Donna Karen of DKNY. Um, and my own freelance, I worked with like Sony and Tom Shoes. And so really understanding that there's this world out there of, 
you know, corporations, and David talks about this in his book too, um, you know, like that you can be a business, but you can use that business for good. Um, and so I just really fell in love with that idea. And again, that combination of having the degree in graphic design and then having this degree in, you know, social work and being able to combine the two to make more impact in the world. I just love the story so much where the tools of business can accelerate these social needs that have typically been in that nonprofit space, but the day-to-day -day work uh, and applying that to the needs of people accelerate everything and can solve so many different problems. Uh, so I just love hearing kind of that evolution mm -hmm. and, and your experiences of living in that journey and then just seeing how business could make such a deep impact. So let's kind of shift gears for a minute. I think it's really important to understand your perspectives of, of how you arrived to where you are. But with that said, your expertise really is in this branding and marketing space. So this question I think applies to pretty much everybody, but specifically we really wanna help social enterprises deepen their impact and increase their profitability. So for social enterprises specifically, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you maybe see in their branding and marketing strategies? Yeah, thank you for that question. Hopefully I don't offend too many people. Um, <laughs> I think I think that uh, as a fellow social entrepreneur, take this from my heart to your heart, but um, I know we wear a lot of hats, right? Like, especially if you're just starting out, you're like the fundraiser and you're the marketing person and you're the hiring person. I'm the firing person and you're doing all of the things, right? Um, but at some point, those things need to be delegated. And I think um, marketing, uh, because it is so subjective, um, you know, from everything from like, what color do we make our logo to what should the logo be? So what should the tagline be? How should we run our website? All of those things are marketing and branding and they can all be subjective. And so I think a mistake that a lot of people make is, is not delegating and not bringing in somebody from the outside um, to help with that. You know, some of that is rooted in founder syndrome, I think. Like we create these nonprofits and these social businesses and they're our baby. They're, you know, what we live off of, what we think about, we, you know, eat, breathe, sleep with. Um, but at some point, like, especially with marketing and branding, we need to recognize that we're not trying to sell to ourselves, right? Um, so say there's like a, you know, a woman who's in Cambodia and she's making these incredible bracelets from, you know, girls who are rec rescued from sex trafficking. Well, she's probably being a social worker and she's, you know, like working with the police to get these girls out of trafficking. And she's doing so many things. And the last thing, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night and she's taking a picture of the bracelet and putting it, you know, on Facebook or whatever, just trying to get a sale. And that can work and it can work for a while, but how we market and how we brand these businesses also needs to be a reflection of the integrity that we want to bring to these people groups. And I think sometimes if we're not taking enough time and taking ourselves out of it, that we can really end up doing a lot of harm, you know, and that those girls in Cambodia, people might so think about them in a negative way simply because there's not high quality stories and ethical storytelling and 
you know, ethical picture taking and all of these things that are surrounding it. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Well, and I'm just wondering, I think this will be kind of a, a question that a lot of people will know the answer to already, but just to kind of establish a baseline um, for, you know, all of our listeners and all of our members, why is branding and marketing so important for a social enterprise? Yeah, um, you know, I like, <laughs> I always kind of start, you know, these, like when we do trainings, like we start with this idea of like, establishing what branding even is. And, um, you know, after two decades in this field, I've come to like the term of like branding is like how you make others feel. And so leading people through an exercise to say like, I'm going to say some words, think about what that means to you. Target. You know, women are like, yes, let's get our Starbucks. Let's go shopping and spend way too much money, even though we just went for toilet paper. And then you say <laughs> Walmart which sells the exact same things and it, your chest gets tight and you feel stressed and you're like, Oh, the parking and the chaos and the shelves are messy. And like, Ugh. but they sell the same things. Right. And Walmart's even cheaper than target. Uh, so why do we choose target over that? Um, and so really <laughs> um, branding and marketing is the story you're telling to the world. Right. And especially because everything's online now and you're competing with, you know, multi-million dollar businesses, like, how are you telling your story and how are you telling it well and how are you telling it ethically? And that has a direct reflection again on the people group that you're there to serve. Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. It is so true. It's, it's crazy. I mean, you know, whatever kind of product you're selling, whatever kind of industry that you're in, there is so much competition. You know, we live in an era of, um, big businesses and a lot of capitalism and extractive business models. And so like how practically do you think that social enterprises can use their branding to stand out from the competition? Social enterprises, we want collaboration. Obviously there is a little bit of competition there as well, but just standing out from the competition of, you know, these huge businesses who have a ton of resources at their disposal. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm sure David has some good stuff to say on that too, after all the research he did on his book. I was going to say, <laughs> no, I love that question because, and you know, Lauren, you did just ask it, but when I compare myself to the big business and the budgets that they have and the resources they have, marketing and branding, quite frankly, do feel overwhelming. So that's why I really love this question. Yeah. And I, and I think it comes down to, well, two things really is like storytelling. Like, how are you telling your story? And there's a generation out there um, where people want authenticity, right? Like that's, what's attractive to them. Like we can all go to Coca-Cola, get a Coke and like move on with our day and never think about it. But if we can, you know, buy a water that's giving back to build wells in Africa or whatever it looks like, we'll spend the 25 cents more to do it. But alongside of that is also kind of this, this juxtapose of that somebody told me one time when we were working in Haiti, they said, if your product that you're making gets to, you know, the, the store that it's selling at in America and the tag falls off in the way, you know, during shipping, will your product still sell as is? 
is your product high quality enough? And I think sometimes, um, at least back in the day, right? Like social entrepreneurship, social business is still kind of a new thing. We didn't have the vocabulary for it, but we kind of had these pity purchases back in the day because we were all just so desperate to get going. And, you know, now we're learning how to do it more ethically. Um, so those are two, two, like the things that might sound a bit contradicting, which is one, how do you tell a story? How do you tell it well? But two, also is your product good enough to be able to sell without the story? Yeah, that's that's a fantastic point. And uh, it, it's definitely something as, you know, we talk to our product based members, that's something that can be challenging, you know, to create a product that is unique enough, that's high quality enough um, with the resources that you have um, that can compete with other products that come from a lot more resources, perhaps. But it is like it is so, so essential and so important to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, one question I have, I, a huge number of our members are really still in that startup stage of social enterprise. And I think we're attracting mm-hmm. more and more people that are, again, stumbling onto this definition, kind of similar to you, realizing that they can use this framework to deepen their impact or and really accelerate all of that. If someone is starting a social enterprise, um, and, and the first half of the answer to this question is sign up for the course in two weeks. But if you don't sign up for the course or you're not available, where do you begin? You know, what, what is the most important aspect of branding to kind of start as you're thinking through this aspect of your business? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, again, going back to the idea that branding, marketing, art, it's subjective. A big step that a lot of people miss um, is the analytical side of it, right? So do market research, figure out who's out there. What are they doing? How are they selling? How do you compare? You know, um, don't forget the analytical side that will lead you to figuring out how to then turn that into the visual side. Um, For somebody that is already established, that's a great place to be as well, because I think people can get discouraged to say like, I don't want to redo, you know, our branding and we have to, you know, create new business cards or whatever, you know, do new print materials website. But what what's really great about somebody that might be in this stage as well to do rebranding is you have that data to pull from. So like, look at your SEO. If you don't have Google analytics, pay somebody 50 bucks and get it like installed. If you don't want to do it yourself, like get numbers, get information, get data to back up why you're about to do what you're going to do. So a lot of times people will come to me and say, like, I need a logo. How much do you charge for that? And I like I back up and I say, okay, I understand. Like, you need a logo and we could get there. But there's actually like a whole series of steps that we need to do in order to create a strong foundation so that your logo is going to make sense, that it's going to help your business and not hurt it, that it's still going to be around in 15 years. I mean, there's a stat that says somebody has to see your logo 27 times before they remember it. And I, and that stat's old. And I would, I would beg to say that it's probably now that social media exists. I wouldn't even know because we're just so bombarded with images constantly um, but again, take yourself out of the picture, bring in outsiders, you know, bring in people that are able to see a fresh perspective and, and help you through that journey. Yeah, that's awesome. And kind of, a, I guess on the flip side of that a little bit, like if you are an established social enterprise with maybe more established branding, what are like the indicators that... Uh, you should re- evaluate your organization's branding. Like, how do you know if that's something 
that. And I, cause I know there's pros and cons to it too, you know, because people mm-hmm. might have trust with your brand as mm-hmm. it is, but maybe it's holding you back in some ways. So I don't know. How do you kind of approach that topic or that conversation? Yeah, that's great. I think, I think it goes back to, you know, the, the former question as well is like, look at your data. So, you know, I say like, just as you should be, you know, continuously analyzing your sales and your numbers and who's visiting your website, et cetera, like continue to look at your data. Um, social media is free, incredible. And now gives you some pretty good insights as well. Um, so figure out like who's visiting your page. If you originally designed your, you know, branding to market to like 40 to 60 year olds and you're looking at your data and saying, well, actually people who are 18 to 25 are the people who are buying it. Those are good indicators to begin to say like what we're putting out there might not be what people are receiving. Um, so, you know, always saying, up to date with what your numbers are telling you. Um, are sales slow? Have they been slow for a while? Have trends greatly changed? Um, are you about to raise your prices? That's a really great one. A lot of times people, you know, as you mentioned, you the, the pity purchase, right? You're just like, I just need to get this out there so people buy it so that I can rescue more girls and like get on with, you know, like, uh, and I get that and I'm here with you. I've, you know, we've been there. Um, but then you realize like, oh, these, you know, I'm selling these bracelets for $7. It's not even covering the shipping costs or whatever. You then are going to have to raise your, you know, and you start running the numbers and you start again, using data to help you. Um, and now you need to start selling your bracelet for $32. Of course, your audience is going to be like, what? $7, $32. But that's a great time and great indicator as well to say like, okay, how do we elevate our branding to, to match where we are now out as a business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, kind of the first thought about branding is probably someone thinking about that logo. So it's going to be, Hey, what is this visual? What is the, essentially the art side look like the color, the feel, all of that stuff. So it sounds like effective branding is when you're taking, yes, that's all really important, but matching that emotional feeling with the thinking analytical is really mm-hmm. where the magic of, of good branding mm-hmm. um, yep. comes together. So that's yeah. kind of what I'm walking away from that is how important it is to recognize the two halves of branding. And I, I love what you just said too about, you know, what are maybe the events uh, that could trigger either getting more data or is there like a special event um, coming up something to the effect of, okay, it is time to raise prices or a new story to tell. Maybe those are good checkpoints of like, does the branding still match with all that? So that's kind of what I'm heard you say. So I, I appreciate that insight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. So thank you for hearing that. Thank you for receiving that. Well, awesome. Um, I mean, we're so excited, Callie, because this has been a really awesome kind of teaser conversation for all that is to come at the end of this month. Um, so for, for those of you who are, are listening and maybe haven't seen our emails yet, um, Callie is hosting an amazing five-day training, May 22nd through May 26th. So at the end of this month, um, and it's going to be uh, five days 
uh, an hour and a half each day, like an hour of teaching and then another 30 minutes for, you know, some Q&A time. And uh, each day we're going to cover a different a different topic in the realm of branding and marketing. So day one, for example, we're going to talk about how to build a brand and create that strong foundation um, for your social enterprise. And so we're so excited. I'm also really excited because this is um, the first training and course like this that SCA has offered. So something that allows us to take a topic and go really in depth with it. Um, so we're really pumped about that. I'm also really excited because uh, it's actually going to be like a more intimate class uh, setting. So it's all virtual, it's all on Zoom, um, but we're capping it at just 20 participants. And actually, uh, we have about half of those slots full. So if this is something that you're interested in, definitely encourage you to register for it quickly, because I think those last spots are going to get snapped up quick. But Callie, what would you like to share about, about the training? What are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited because all of this knowledge has lived inside of me. And like, <laughs> It's what I think about every time I go to a restaurant and I look at the menu and I think about how terrible it is and how they could sell more. Or, or I'm like, wow, this place is amazing. Like they have actually put in the work to do it. So personally, I'm excited to just be able to, to share this. And I think um, like uh, professionally, spiritually, like I'm so happy to just connect with like-minded individuals. Um, just know like that I, I've been in your shoes before. It is not easy. I know you're doing a million and 10 things. And the last thing you want to do is set aside of your hour each day coming up on Memorial Day weekend um, to learn. But I promise you um, it will be worth it. And it's going to save you so much headache um, in the future. And our goal is always just to give you like real practical, tangible information. I'm not a person. If you can't tell already, that's a bunch of fluffy stuff. Um, so if you're from the South, I'm sorry, I'm talking so fast, but I want to get you dad. I want to get you information that, that you're going to be able to walk away with that day, that week and be able to turn it into something that can increase your impact. So I'm looking forward to connecting with all of you. Yeah, Callie, I really appreciate your energy in, in putting that course together. Um, I know it's going to be fantastic. Your time here today is amazing, too. And it all just really aligns with what we're trying to do. Uh, your insights, your experience, uh, and then your expertise in this area uh, really align with what you just said about how do we help someone save frustration in the future? How do we help someone tell a better story? Both of those things are are about what SEA is about in terms of what resources we're trying to provide to our membership, and that is to deepen their impact and to increase their profitability. So this course really hits on both of those things, and I, I appreciate your energy. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So we have the Eventbrite link in the show notes. Uh, so if you're interested in registering, um, go ahead and click that link. Uh, it's $150 for the entire week, which is honestly a steal <laughs> uh, for this level of content um, and for the the depth uh, that, that Callie is going to bring to it. Um, if you are a member of SEA, you actually get to register for $100. You get a $50 discount. Um, so go ahead and email us at info at socialenterprise.us if you um, need that discount code for your SEA membership uh, registration. And if you're not a member, go ahead and join. Um, 
we also have our website linked in the show notes. Um, and so you can join and get that $50 discount um, as well as access to a ton of other benefits and events that we have going on this year. Um, but before we kind of close out here, uh, Callie also wanted to give you the chance to talk about the organization that you are running right now um, to help social enterprises with this work. Yeah, thank you for that intro. Um, you know, as I mentioned, this has been about the last two decades of my life and being able to combine these two things. And so um, when I resigned from my position in 2018, uh, it became really evident that this was something that was needed. And because of those connections and that network that I was able to make um, during my time in Haiti, it, it, I began to see, like, again, the people in Cambodia, the people that are working in Mexico, the people that are working in the inner city in Chicago, like, we all, like, we're struggling with some of the same things. And this is a conversation even, you know, like, just know that this training didn't come out of thin air. This is a conversation me and David had months ago when we began to talk about what are the pain points that people who are in this field are experiencing. Um, and a lot of it has to do with those first steps of, like, great, we're doing something you know, we're doing something amazing, but how do how do we get other people involved? How do we tell the world about it? Um, and so we, me and some other women um, with similar backgrounds formed an organization, um, a company called HARC Creative Council. And so we're really there to provide communication and creative services um, for people like yourself, like your listeners um, who are in the field, who are, uh, you know, doing work for social impact. And so we're, you can find us at HARC Creative Council. Um, dot com or follow us on our social you can follow me personally Callie Himsel um, on my Instagram I mostly just uh, post photos of my baby but um, if you like babies <laughs> you'll be happy with that <laughs> that's great yeah well again thank you Callie for your work and passion here and the insights and uh, to Lauren's point I hope this was a fun teaser but also walking away some with some really practical information that you can use right away so make sure you sign up and um, and check out Callie's work if, for any of your future needs around marketing or branding. 